Thank you, and greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And my, what a heart of gratitude that we have that you are able once again to tune in to another broadcast of the Grace Christian Hour as we both go to the Word of God to share with you another message from the Scriptures. Now, last week as we left off, you'll recall that we were showing forth from the Scriptures that the major division in the Bible is found between God's prophetic program and His mystery program. And concerning His prophetic program, we learn that this concerns the earth and Christ's reign upon it. This is the subject of prophecy, and this was made known from the very beginning of the world, and you can study that from in Acts chapter 3, verses 21 through 24. But God also has a mystery program, and this is the administration in which we are living under today as members of the church, the body of Jesus Christ. And this shows to us the heavenly ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this program was kept secret since the world began. Romans chapter 16 verse 25. Now, with the ushering in of a new program, the mystery, we find that God raised up a new apostle, the Apostle Paul. And this is the message that we would like to bring forth to you today. Was Paul's apostleship and message distinctive from that of the twelve apostles? And oh my, we believe that his apostleship and message was quite distinctive from that of the twelve. Now I know the teaching of the church has been for many, many decades that there in the book of Acts in chapter 1 that Peter was out of the will of God as he chose Matthias for the twelfth apostle. But let us just turn together to the word of God into Acts chapter 1 and we'll begin at verse 20. Acts chapter 1, verse 20. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein, and let his overseership let another take. Wherefore of these men which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the same day that he was taken up from us, one must be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. What is Luke saying here as he states in the text. Well, we are shown in verse 20 to begin with that there was indeed one to take uh, Judas's overseership or his apostleship. And notice that's revealed in the prophetic scriptures in the book of Psalms. And we learn from this that there indeed was a position that was open. But we find as Peter is preaching here, we find that there were certain qualifications which must be met for the one to fill that apostleship. It just could not have been anyone. And verses 21 and 22 give us those qualifications. One, the one in, must have followed the earthly ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, from the beginning of the baptism of John, 
until the ascension of Jesus Christ. Here is the qualifications that the one that was to fulfill that apostleship had to meet. And there were not too many that met these qualifications. But Peter does state in verse 23 that Barsabas and Matthias were two that were chosen out from among the brethren. And as we study the text, we learn that the word teaches us that the lot fell upon Matthias and he was numbered with the twelve. Now we bring forth from this that the apostle Paul then could not have been numbered with the twelve here at this point. Why? Because he was not even saved at this time. He did not follow the earthly ministry of Christ from the baptism of John until the ascension. As a matter of fact, as we study his pre-conversion, as he states in his epistles, we learn just the contrary, that he was breathing out threatenings at this time and laying the messianic church waste. So Paul could not have been one of the twelve. But what does Paul state about his apostleship and his message? Oh, that it was distinctive. The gospel which was preached of me is not after man, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. He points out that the gospel or the good news of the grace of God that he was receiving, he did not receive at the hand of man. Why does he uh, clarify this to us in this text? I believe he is showing to us and proving to us he did not receive his message from the twelve. For in verse 17 we read, Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went unto Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter. He brings forth and clearly states to us that he did not see the apostles, none of them, nor did he go to Jerusalem. It was three years later before he had even seen the apostle Peter. So we he shows to us from the text that he received his message not from the twelve. But who did he receive his message from? Verse 12, I was, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. There in verse 12, Paul says he received this distinctive message from Jesus Christ, and uh, he received this revelation progressively, the mystery and the truths for the church, the body of Jesus Christ. Now you may be thinking, well, why did not God commit the uh, mystery to the twelve? Oh, that is simple. You see, the twelve were ministering to the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they were also ministering of his resurrection, and uh, had the prophetic scriptures, and they had their hope and calling and it was an earthly one. But God now raises up a new apostle and commits unto him the heavenly truths in relationship to the church, the body of Christ. Now turn with me, if you would, to the book of Colossians, for I would like to point out something concerning the epistles and the message of the apostle Paul. Colossians chapter 1, verse 25. Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to complete or fulfill the word of God. 
How many times as Christians, as we go to the Word of God, we gloss over in our study and do not read the wording carefully. Notice what Paul states here in the text, that it was given to him to complete the Word of God. But you may be thinking, did not the Apostle John complete the Word of God there in the book of Revelation? Well, yes, we would say in one sense. But you see, as you go to the book of Revelation, as John was completing the Word of God, he was completing it in the prophetic sense, the prophetic program he was taking into depth. And my, the book of Revelation gives us great depth. But it was truths that had been revealed before. You study and compare the book of Daniel with the book of Revelation, and there John takes the revelation into great depth. So John completed the word of God as far as depth is concerned. But then how did Paul complete the word of God? Oh, he completed it um, with extent. From Romans through Hebrews, we find that Paul completed the word of God as far as its extent, that which was kept secret from ages and generations past. And what was that that he fulfilled it with? Verse 26, the mystery which hath been hid from ages and generations past, but now is made manifest to his saints. So we see here in verse 26 and also verse 25 that we have the truths for the church, the body of Christ, recorded within the Pauline epistles, Romans through Hebrews, where we have the extent of the word of God given. And thusly we see that Paul had a distinctive ministry and message. And as we've brought out from Galatians there, how could have Paul received his message from any man or from the twelve? No one knew it. It was not until God saved him and commissioned him there on the road to Damascus that at that point the mystery program was revealed for the very first time. So thusly we have, as we go to the Pauline epistles, the walk, position, and destiny of the church, the body of Jesus Christ today. And does this not bear a truth in our lives? Where do we turn for truth for the body of Christ? Don't we turn to Paul's epistles as we look for the upward calling there in 1 Thessalonians 4.16? And don't we have a heavenly hope in which we uh, take from the Pauline epistles? We truly do turn there for truth for the body of Christ today. Well, we trust this message has been a blessing to you. And as I've said, don't take my word for it. Uh, before I ever state or preach any message, I am positive as I go back to the Word of God, I've studied it thoroughly, and that I have a firm belief and can stand behind what I preach from the Word of God. And as I've often said to my congregation, if you cannot bring forth what you believe from the Word of God, then you really don't have a belief, you only have an opinion of what someone else has said. But my prayer is, as I close, that you take these truths to the Word of God and lay them against and compare spiritual things with spiritual things to see if these things be so. And may God richly bless you.